Welcome back to episode five of the 643 podcast presented by Thirsty Go Entertainment. My name is Taylor Shaw, and oh, you didn't know, your ass better call somebody. And this man here, he goes by the name of Blakey Biceps, and he loves it when you call him Big Papa. That's right, I'm a daddy now. And then we got my man, Ethan Turner. He might have the voice of an angel, but in the morning, he'll probably leave you on bread. <clears throat> Not a daddy, but you can call me that. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, daddy. <laughs> Small update for an MLB season. Of course, it's players versus owners again. Um, Oh, yes. The MLBPA delivered a proposal to MLB on Sunday afternoon. It includes a 114-game season that would end on October 31st. The right to opt out. Yes, sir. The right to opt out of the season for all players and potential deferral of salaries if 2020 postseason were to be canceled. Taylor, do you know what I want for Halloween in my trick-or-treat basket? What's that? Playoff baseball. God, that'd be beautiful, wouldn't it? It would. All dressed up. Just our favorite players. No, no, you know what? You know what? I'm I'm dressing up as Manfred. (laughs) That's spooky. Just just so y'all can throw eggs at me. There you go. There you go. And then uh, a couple other things that was in the MLB PA proposal that I thought was uh, pretty cool here was they wanted an additional commitment to the players wearing microphones on the field and other broadcast enhancements, as well as an offer to hold events such as an off-season all-star game or home run derby to generate additional revenue. So what we've been going on for a while now this player promotion stuff that that's exactly what that is right into it that's yeah. exactly what that is it's getting your players out there getting their personalities out there letting it shine um and that's honestly that's how you build our game yeah that is literally how you build our game yeah i will say like if baseball is going to do anything right they could take a terrible situation and react to it positively and basically make the game better further than what it's been in the past absolutely like now we can try anything so i think if they mic up players that definitely oh. promotes the shit out of baseball love the mic'd up clips oh yeah it's like, funny. great like man like you look up at any other any other sports and you you know you get on twitter and stuff and there's like a, a small like little 15 second clip of something especially like i think one of the this didn't involve mic'd up players but when i think of like funny baseball moments i think of when uh who was it jose fernandez when he Whose head did he throw out in the All Star game? You know what I'm talking about? His own on a rock. He was in the All Star. Ouch! Game. No. Yikes! No. <laughs> but I can't remember who it was. He threw at somebody's head, and, he, and then he ended up striking him out. And like they both smiled at each other. It, it just shit like that's funny, man. And like when you might get up and you could hear what they were saying to each other. Oh, that just, was uh, yeah. He hit it right back at him, and he caught it. Oh yeah, that's what it was. He struck him out. He's he like, caught you it. catch he's that? Like, yeah, he's like, holy shit. He looks at. Him, he's like, you oh, caught yeah, that you shit? Caught didn't that? You? No, yeah, but I mean, just. Just think, imagine moments like that, players mic'd up. Well, think about, um, you know, just recently. You, we hit it on last episode. We were talking about the match again with Tiger and Phil and Brady and Manning. Um, obviously, you probably can't get too, you know, in-depth with players on the field. But think about players mic'd up who, who are um, – think about players mic'd up who are just like chilling on the bench or they're oh. in the bullpen. Right. And now, because I've been watching the KBO a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what they're doing is they're like bringing people on uh, onto the broadcast. Like, yeah, because they can't. Right. No one so, knows Korean. So. so, I mean, well, just like Trevor Barrow's on there. We right. talked about that. Um, just literally talking to the dude in the bullpen. Yeah. And just like hanging out. Just having it's kinda, like a—it's kind of similar to like what NASCAR does. It's almost I mean, like a sideshow. You're right. almost having a talk show within a baseball game. Obviously, you're going to get in on the action, right? But I mean, it—it it, it creates not only the mic'd up moments that we all know and love on the field stuff, right. but it also opens up some commentary about you know what's going on during the game that the action's not really yeah. going on. Taylor, sorry to break the news to you, but uh, that was David Ortiz that did that to Jose Fernandez. You should have known that, man. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of calling him Big Papa, it's Big Poppy. <laughs> no doubt. So a couple of wrinkles there that the MLB PA did throw in. Um, and then, you know, it was pretty short-lived. 
the the MLBPA proposal got you know delivered to MLB, and the MLB was very quickly yeah, to come they, back. Yeah, they they had a statement to make, and they honestly, I don't know about the side stuff with with the with the like mic'd up stuff or the home run derby off season. Um, I don't know much about that, but literally the MLB came back and they said, listen, we will give you your full prorated salaries, but we're only playing 50 games. And they're pretty hard on it. Like literally it was like 50 games or not. Right. And I think something to think about with that, they rebuttaled that within 24 hours. It was like, quick. Yeah, there was not much thought to that. They go, you know what? If these guys want to get paid, fuck them. We'll, we'll pay them, but you're only going to play 50 games. And that, it's it's tough because they're using the term full prorated salaries. So it's like, all right, well, the players are getting their money. And we get 50 games of baseball. As a fan, you're like, well, shit, let's do it. Right. <laughs> well, I think we'll, we'll take anything yeah. at this point. But that's going to fly right by. You don't realize it, but 50 Dude, games you is go nothing. on a five-game skid, that's, that could cost you your season. Well, we talked about it before You know, we hit record. What did we go back to to find 50 games? It uh, was literally, what, May 25th? Yeah. Yeah. The season starts. I mean, at hell, the, end of, the season's over if we started baseball on time. Correct. It's over. It's, we're in the playoffs. It, it would have started March, what, 28th? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Boom. So right now we're we're in the playoffs of this fifty game season, literally, which is absolutely insanity. Bonkers. It's bonkers. But I mean, if, I mean, if it gives me something to watch on TV, I'm all for it. Yeah. Listen, I, I I think I said this in our group text. I said if the players are getting paid and we're getting baseball, let's ride. Right. Yep. <laughs> let's ride. And I think it's even interesting to look at, you know. It's kind of speculation, but from what they've said, it, it almost sounds like there's going to be 14 playoff teams. Yes. So, seven per league, two per two per division with one wild card per league. And then, you know, if we look at, like I said, May 25th, you're going to be give or take a game or two at 50, but that's about as close so as we are talking. Get. We're still back to our west, central, and east. So, you'll have your NL west and your AL west as one division. Correct. So on and so forth. So. You, well, you're going to be playing the only the only non divisional games you're going to play is your interleague interleague rival r- yeah. type yeah right. But it's still the playoffs are still separated by league. So we went back and we we pulled up the MLB standings um, via May 25th of 2019 just to kind of get a look. You know where were teams? You know were playoff teams in the hunt? Were some underdogs in the hunt? You know, where were we? And we saw some pretty cool shit. Yeah. Um, of course, you got Yankees in, in Tampa Bay. They would they would get in out of the AL East, and then the Central would be uh, Twins and Indians. which Both made the playoffs. Still no surprise there. Then you got Houston, no surprise there. And then Oakland, which – Both made the playoffs. Yeah, still no surprise. Then we go to the NL. But, and then uh, let's go – Wild card team though out of that. Oh yeah, wasn't uh, it? Uh, who made? Who was the other wild card team last year? Out of it would have been Boston making it, according to this. Yeah, it would have been right. Fifty games in, but who was the other wild card team in the AL last year? Uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay was one of them. Yeah, Tampa Bay was the one, and then the other. I would have. It was Oakland. Was, wasn't it Oakland, right? It was Oakland. Yeah. It was yeah. Oakland. So, yes. oh, so, so Cleveland didn't make the playoffs last year. No. That's so, right. So we, yeah, we messed so that up. So the AL is basically almost almost true. Dead nuts, yeah. right? And then you get to the NL, and you got uh, the Phillies and Braves making it out of the NL East, and then and the that <laughs> right Phillies tra- tanked. Yes, they did. And then it'd be uh, Cubs and Milwaukee out of the Central, and then Dodgers, San Diego, out of the West, but. <clears throat> think, you, think about this. So, who won the World Series last year? That's right. That would be the Washington Nationals. Yeah, and through which I'm, you know, I'm actually it's 52 games I'm at, but through 52 right. games last year, they were 21 and 31, far out from making the playoffs. Under 500. Right. Ten games back. Yeah. Ten games back on a four 
game or they were four and six out of their last ten games uh, in this seven and a half games back right on their division. So in terms of this of a fifty game season, your World Series champion doesn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> they're out no. of the playoffs, like by a long shot. Yes, they're out of the playoffs. So I mean, it's. But then also, you look at the St. Louis Cardinals. They were 26-25, and 25, fourth place in the Central, ended up making the playoffs. Right. And right. interesting thing here, too, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, they'd be making the postseason. That's, that's kind of cool to see. So, so it's, uh, it's, it's dicey. It gets, yeah, it gets a little hairy, those 50 well, games. I mean, I, I, I think you said it, like, pretty spot on there. Like, if you skid on a weekend series, right. I mean – Five games flipping on your head, yeah. That, that's that's trouble. Back from that is trouble. Or you know, how many times do you see uh, a team you know that's probably not going to be there at the end start off extremely hot? You know, you go on like a ten game win streak to start the game or start the season. <laughs> that, that's going to set you up the postseason in that's a fifty hard game to catch season. Up to. Yep, it's just a sprint, man. Like you better come out hot, or, or you're gonna. You, there's not going to be a lot of time to climb. Now, what out does of that what does this do? You know, you could jump in. We could talk about this for probably hours, but what does this do? Fifty game season, do you change your do you change your rotation? Go to like a four man because you're playing less games and just pump the arms through. I think there's no way you go to you keep a five man. You rotation. can't keep a five man because it was just, then you're just you're drowning it out. Right. Yeah, you're just drowning yourself out. Depending on how many off days there are, I mean, I don't even know what would prevent you from even maybe a three game or a three three. Uh, Main Three rotation. man rotation. Yeah, it depends on how the how the games line so, up. I mean, how many how many games? Let's say you do a three man, so you're only throwing. You're still throwing. Twice I mean, most guys game. average what twenty plus starts a year, right? So, and that's on a five man rotation. That's obviously over a hundred games and stuff. Right. But it's you know you go down to fifty games, you could do a three man rotation. Right. It just depends on how many. And your stamina doesn't have to be there as a starting pitcher. Like no. I. You, you need to go, you know, a hopeful six, seven innings. I will I'm not say saying though, that, just, but I'm saying like an overall season stamina. If you like did you just three, go out the right, bat and just right. pop, 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 pop. Well, and pop. if you did a three-man rotation, that's almost 17 starts for a season, which it's doable, but pitching twice a week, I, I'm not so sure that would be the case. I think I think the four-man four is probably ideal, I would think. So five, four. Yeah. I think there's no way that – Would you allow teams to decide for themselves? Oh, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Technically, you know I mean? right. like you don't have to have a five right. man rotation. Right, no, because right. some teams last year were running four man rotations. Anyways, I know the a co- four rotation with like a I know like a bullpen po- day. Well, I know like post All Star break. I think last year the Cubs just to keep things going. They they went they wanted to you know speed it up a little bit. They went to a four man rotation because I, I want to say their fifth starter was out. So so Joe Madden said, "Hell with it. We're going to go with a four man rotation." And then every team usually has some – they call them a swing man where, you know, you got your long right. long man in the bullpen. bullpen yep. And when you need to give your rotation a rest, you just bring out your swing man. Well, going to a four-man rotation puts your fifth starter in the pen. There you got another swing man. That's your swing you man got, right there. You now yeah. you have two probably. So maybe he makes a start every like – You probably do have two swing men, yes. So every like 10 to, 10 to 15 days you got a swing man out there. Yeah, that – I like obviously the 50 – the video game season is incredibly weird. Yeah. But it brings a lot of wrinkles that's like, well, oh, shit, it's kind of cool. <laughs> think of this, too. Think how much more bullpens are going to be used. Starting pitchers are not going to be throwing seven. <laughs> but guess what? They got to face three batters. They yes, throw, they face do. Face three batters. <laughs> but I think bullpens will be used. I feel like with a 50-game season, they should just toss that rule because it's not, I mean. Yeah, that kind of just drags it out in a way. Yeah. Just, but I mean, we don't make the rules. We just watch. Dude, that rule's already enacted, so regardless of trying True. new things, that's going to happen. It's already an MLB the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, if it's on the show, it's got to be true. Yeah, yes. I mean, you can't take it out now. No, I mean, so like, what, where, where are you guys at? Are, are you saying, like, let's ride? Uh, let's, with, it, with this latest. Realistically, I would probably. I would love to see more uh, games. I'm more along the lines of the 114, but. I'm at a point now where I just want the players and owners to agree. I want to see the players happy. I want to see them agree, be happy to play. You know, we want to, We don't just want baseball. We want top quality baseball. You know, we want our guys out there giving their best. And, you know, for the longevity of the game, the owners, you want them to make money. I mean, granted, they're all a bunch of greedy bastards, but they, they're not going to be in this business very long if they're not making a fair amount of salary. So... 
I want baseball. I want quality baseball. I want happy ball players. I'll take anything. So if it's a fifty game season, we'll, we'll do a fifty game season. We think, Ethan. I mean, I'm for it. Uh, like, just like Blake said, I'd love to see more games. But you know, if this is what we have to deal with, and this is what puts you know baseball on the TV for me to sit down and enjoy a cold one, and I'm I'm, I'm all for it. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I think it would be a huge miss if the NHL is going. NBA. Oh, is if you're going, the only that's professional league. professional league in the United States not that has doesn't right. have something going on, then yeah, it's going to be terrible. Right. If the NBA is going, NHL is going. They're already talking about how like they want to grow. They spot. want to grow the game. There's so many fans out there that don't enjoy baseball. Like, and if you just don't have baseball, then yeah, baseball was getting to a point where it was like the highest it's been in decades. That it's really a shot to the chin. Yeah, if it doesn't have a labor disagreement and not having a season is going to be a dark cloud over baseball for years to come. I agree. So the point is, let's get our players played. Let's get this 50 game season going, and let's ride. <laughs> and, and let's do this let's damn do this thing. thing. DH or no DH, we're fucking doing it. Right? Who cares? <laughs> give no, me two DHs. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't I, give a shit. I really don't care. <laughs> Absolutely, Ethan. Yes. What do you like to do? You know, after let's say you play a show, like you're on stage, you know, rocking out. Okay. You got the guitar. Got your stash going. Mm-hmm. You see a couple ladies in the front row, maybe. Yep. What might you do after you're done performing? Well, first thing I want to do is go back to the bar, buy buy some drinks, regardless if they like them or not, you know, because that's the type of guy I am. Just show up with them, and then uh, have a kind of a conversation. Probably uh, get their, uh, you know, their Instagram or their Twitter or something like that. What would you do with that? Uh, Give it a day or two, you know. You don't want to seem real weird, but after right. that, boom, head first, Pete Rose. I'm sliding Pete that DM. Pete Rose sliding, sliding in DMs. those DMs. He's safe. Yes, sir. We've got one DM this week, listeners. You got to pick it up. Come on, we only got one. That's a travesty. But it is a good one. It is. From Quality good, over quantity, boys. <laughs> from our good buddy, Drew Eads via Facebook. Shout out, Drew. Yes, what sir. up, Drewby? Yes, sir. Shout out. Um, he proposes, and you know we want to do it on the heels. I say of, yes. <laughs> he proposes. How about a fifty percent cut? This is to do with salary, but the other fifty percent is paid out over the next two seasons, along with your normal contract. For example, a five million dollar per, per year guy makes two and a half million this year. But for the next two years, he makes 7.5 mil, a.k.a. 2.5 more than his original contract. Now, first, I, I do want to clarify that Drew, the 50% cut was supposed to be the original cut. Right. Like, that was the original, you know, deal. Yeah, from day um, one, that is what they right. had agreed on. They were trying to get that done. So, absolutely... We agree to that. But what are your thoughts? I think he, he's got something there. I think there he has something there. Yeah, absolutely. You tack it on to the next two seasons. To the next two seasons. But where you where you run into that problem is guys like uh, that sign two or three-year deals, but only one year is guaranteed, and they're able to opt out after that first year. Right. Right, but I don't think it's such a big deal because, I mean – but they have a team that they signed going to pick up that money? No, the team that's on them now is committing to that right now. That's kind of what same I was as like, saying. It's like a Bobby Bonilla contract. Like for years, the Cubs' highest paid player was. Well, like if that's Fonzo the case as, a, as an owner, then I'm saying fuck no. I, I'm not going to. Because you're going to pay for. A I'm not going to pay for a guy who's not playing for, playing for, for me. Right. But you're not necessarily doing that. You're signing his salary right now, and all it's doing is getting dragged out. To save your ass some money until next season, when instead of making four billion dollars this season, you're making ten billion next year and can afford to do that. You're put all you're doing is pushing money. You're not paying them any more or any less. You're pushing it out. That's saving your ass right now. But if a player opts out of the contract, that team no longer has to pay them. No, but he's getting paid for his 2019 season. When he opts out, that that's irrelevant. Okay, I, okay, I got you now. Yeah. I got you. So all you're doing is just pushing money out further. So as an owner, honestly, you should. 
That's a good it's, idea. It's damn near. It's a good business decision. It's damn near like I'm going to take this player on credit. Really, it a, is. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm going to pay later. Because he's still going to get paid, but you're only paying him a chunk of the chains. So for, you know, whatever, how many games we play in 2020, that cuts this season's payroll down even less because there's less money in your pocket. So when you're making more money next season and the season after that, it's not going to take such a hit on your pocket as an owner. So I like it. If I was an owner, I would be like, let's do it. If that keeps you guys happy, puts more money in my pocket, let's do it. Now, could you take this exact scenario that Drew proposed, could you apply it to what we're about to see from the MLB if the season gets played with this 50-game season and the pro-rated salaries that they're talking about? Is, is that something you could do? I think so. I think the players would be on board with that. If they know they're, if I think they're at a point where whatever gets them paid, they're down. Right. Because I mean, even with like I, I, I mentioned the Bobby Benilla deal. I mean, <laughs> the guy got off. Well, I don't even remember what his contract. He had like I don't know a few million left on his contract, and then the organization he's playing for, like, hey man, how about we just push this out for like twenty five years, and we'll give you a million dollars every July fourth to not play year. for us. Yeah, to not play for us. He's like. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So that got them under the cap for that season. You, they're spending way more money in the future, but it gets them under the cap this season because kind of the way baseball is and life in general is, it's it's not what can you do for me, it's what can you do for me now. Yeah. Right. So, I, yeah, I think 100% that could happen this year. Yeah. I it mean, makes more sense than not, really. I think I like it, and I think, honestly, it's a win – for the owners, like yep. you like you laid out right. perfectly. I don't have to repeat that. But it's kind of a win for the players, too. It's a huge win for the players because, because right now because 50. right now you're they're taking fifty. Right. So in theory. In theory. They're taking they're 50. They're taking fifty percent. The owners don't have to pay that other fifty percent right now. But if you if you take this, they do. So that's what I'm saying as an owner, they're not gonna if they they don't even want to do a fifty percent. They they they're finally starting to come on to those terms. But they, you know, they proposed this other cut before we even got to this point. Correct. And I, that's why I'm saying, from my perspective, I don't think the owners will definitely will will want that type of contract because they don't like you're paying a guy fifty percent of what they're paying or paid on a regular season for fifty games. Like I understand if it was a full game, if it was like a hundred and something game season, and they went with this, what Drew proposed, then yeah, it makes more sense. But as for a fifty, you're getting season, a lot. Of you're getting more that investment. Yeah. But here's the way I look at it. Like, for this to happen, the owners are going to say, or the players right now to the whole 50-game season are probably going to say, hell no. And then they're going to rebuttal that back to the owners. That's what it's going to take. The owners would never present this. But oh, no. I could see the players presenting this and being the owners going, Correct. you know what? If that puts money in our pocket this year, let's do it. Because we had said in a pre- like uh, previous podcast that, Owners are going to take like a ten billion dollar hit this year if there's no baseball at all. Yeah, and if so I'm I think, an owner, that you should go to every resort. So the player should say hell no to what was just proposed. Right. Say we want a hundred hundred games with this type of contract. Right. And Drew Eads and Drew Eads all of proposed our, it. <laughs> he's all of our agents. Yes. <laughs> Drew, you're about to get some phone calls after this. Yeah, fuck Scott Boris. <laughs> but really, fuck Scott Boris. Yeah, I think we all can agree on that bullshit. <laughs> Trevor Bauer would agree with that. Absolutely, Trevor would. <laughs> yeah, Boris is a douche. <laughs> Anyhow, so uh, this story came out, would you say, two or three weeks ago? What? Maybe? At two at the most. Two at the most? Yeah. So a story came out, ESPN put it out that you could rent out the Blue Wahoo's entire stadium uh, as an Airbnb. I think 10 people max. 10 people. Yep. And literally the facility is yours. The field, uh, the workout facilities, uh, the batting cages. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. The stadium and the facility is yours. Before we get too far ahead. Where are the Blue Wahoos located? Pensacola. And what farm yes. team are they of? They are the Minnesota Twins. Yes. Triple A team? Double A. Double A, okay. They were the Reds for a long time. Okay. And then last year the Reds dumped them and picked up Chattanooga. Good deal. Just wanted to clarify that for yeah. everybody. Yep. And so they sit 
literally oh, on, like on a on yeah. the water. Yes. Yeah. It's their their it's stadium beautiful. overlooks the water. Yeah. It's beautiful. So I mean, it it's not only a baseball field that you're getting and a stadium and the facilities, but you're also getting the water and everything that's around that area. Yeah. Um, Which a lot of people already go there for beach vacation. So I mean, obviously, we saw this and we were like. Content, 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 content. Oh, yeah, just go down Let's there and record for it. an entire, like, three or four days we were down there. Just strap GoPros up everywhere, do whatever you want. Carry take a fucking practice, mic in my back pocket. Playing Louisville Chugger on yeah, the field. Yeah, just do 100%. Whatever we wanted. Right. And what happened? Well, we kind of joked about it at first. True. It was o- kind of a joke. Over a few beers. <laughs> over a few beers, and then the, the more the beers started going down, we were just like, you know what, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Back to Drew. I think it's involved him too. Yeah, then Drew, our buddy that you know presented he, that question. He's he a, was, he's he was a sitting with fan. us. Big baseball guy, and he's like, he's like, yeah, dude, I'm in. He's like, he's like, I'll get on there right now and book it. Fucking booked. So he gets on there, books it for a weekend in August. I'm not exactly sure which one. Uh, I think it was second weekend in August or I something. I want to say you told me like August 10th. Yeah, I, I some, that something like that. And then uh, and we were thrilled. I mean, we were already planning shit. We were we were planning content. Fuck yeah! I was yeah. like, I, was, I got a newborn baby, and I'm like, bro, I'm fucking going. Let's we were go. we were contacting you know like people to go with us. I was uh, planning a week long family vacay, and I was deciding like, deciding if we should fly or uh, get like a bus, or like get a party a bus, bus, and just do like a whole like trip as far as going down there, right. and recording I mean, all we, of that. We were basically planning this trip within an hour. Yeah. Like we were. Oh, going. and it was set. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting at home fucking off, and Ethan FaceTimes me. He's like, hey, want to go to Pensacola and uh, rent out the Blue Wahoo Stadium? I'm like, does a fat baby fart? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I want to go. So we do all this, and then uh, the, they had it set up on Airbnb. You can get an automatic approval or where they have to review it Correct. and do all those things. So it was set up to review. No big deal. You know, they, they put it out there. You know, we're thinking, oh, hell, they'll just review it. No big deal. Right. Tell us we're good to go, and we'll see you in August. August 7th through the 9th is when we actually were trying to go. It's right here. I was close. So I said you will know within 24 hours. So I go to bed, kind of buzzed up, all pumped up, ready to go. Well, it's going to be like Christmas morning. Yeah. I mean, we're going to wake up with a gift. I wake up at, I wake up at like 7.30. Oh, no, sorry. This email was at 845, so it had, had to be later. I actually that. had my Christmas pajamas on that night. <laughs> uh, Drew had sent me a screenshot, so I probably woke up at like 9-ish. Um, Lazy ass. Yeah, I know. That's what happens. Have a uh, kid, man. You get up at like three oh, times dude, a up, night. I wake up for well, 5 o'clock every day to go to work, but <laughs> on weekends, it's if I'm sleeping past 8 o'clock, then something's wrong. I'm, I'm wide awake. But uh, it says... Hey, Drew, thank you so much for your interest in the Pensacola Blue Wahoo's Airbnb. Unfortunately, at this time, we will not be able to host the date you requested due to the potential of having baseball start in August. So I read that, and I was like, is that good news or bad news? Fuck. It was the first thing that came out of my mind. I was mad. And then I got to thinking, I was like, baseball in August. But they said trip or like minor league baseball wasn't going to be a thing this year. I and yeah, what so, and then I, then it pissed me off, and I was like, "Well, if you're going, if we're gonna have baseball in August, why the hell even put your Airbnb up there? Because you know spring training's supposed to start in a month, so you got two weekends to fucking book this thing." I, that's why I'm so confused about this whole thing. Like, okay, baseball season that's not happening for the minor leagues. Like that's over, right? So yeah, that's like, already been decided. So why do they need their stadium if they're not like, gonna have baseball? Okay, and then why are you putting this up for rent? When you don't even have the clarification to go when, on. I mean, you. when are you going to rent it? Right. Like, if like oh, I'm sorry that everyone's season. interested, but we can't rent it to you because we might have baseball next week. Like, that was my first thought. Like, uh, what are you guys doing, I guess, is like... Probably a publicity stunt. Right. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Is like Because everybody knows who the fuck the Blue Wahoos are now. Right, and it's like they got their traffic... They got their clicks on the internet, right? Yeah, right. I mean, I, like, I even seen people on, on Facebook that I'm pretty positive seldomly pay attention to baseball. Probably had no clue who the hell this team was. 
and was sharing about how you could rent out. People say, rent out baseball stadium. They're like, oh, fuck. I don't give a shit whose team that is. That's fucking cool. Yeah, just a, a complete publicity stunt right. here. And, so, and then my – well, go ahead. If there's anybody out there that actually gets to rent that thing, please enjoy your time and have a great time. And then – to give him a big old fuck you when you walk out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even give a shit if the girl you take with you was a one-night stand. That's a good uh, proposal opportunity. You should fucking take advantage of that. If she goes with you, she's the one. <laughs> oh, and yeah, flip them off and say fuck off on the way out. I mean, you got. I mean, you proposed in a baseball stadium. Yeah, I actually uh, proposed to my wife in the on-deck circle at Wrigley Field. That's pretty dope. It was a nice it, moment. It was fucking cool. And then uh, the Cubs went on to get their ass drilled by <laughs> the New York Yankees. Hey, we got drunk, though. We drank old styles in the bleachers. Uh, some guy that took my seat pissed me off. And we got to watch, um, uh, who was it? Uh, Miguel Montero uh, throw, uh, he pitched that game. Oh, yeah. And I, I got invited to go take a shower with the girl that was sitting <laughs> beside her boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, is this correct. is awkward. That is, that is correct. And, but and then, where uh, at? Then my new fiance was like, fuck you guys. We're going back to the hotel room. So we took the tram back to the hotel room. Yeah, because we were going to go to Wrigleyville and party hard. Yeah. Oh, we did eat at the legendary shithole Taco Bell that was there that actually no longer exists. Oh, really? It's gone? Got tore down for that new hotel. Oh, that's right. Yes. Which all these memories make me think we have got to do an annual podcast trip. Oh, it's happening. Us and the viewers, we're picking some random fucking destination. That involves a lot of laughs, a lot of beers, and a lot of fucking baseball. Don't worry. There's going to be like small trips in terms of like Cincy games yeah. since we're close. Like yeah, those local. are going to be like money. We're going to do that all the time. But yeah, we're definitely going to designate one weekend to do like a actual like travel to a decently far ballpark. Right. Stay there. We're going to record the whole thing. It's going to be a vlog. Like honestly, uh, but obviously eh, that's not happening this season. So no, not, maybe not. Plans. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you out there, our listeners, have a dream ballpark that you haven't been to, but you would like us to go to and check out for you and let you know if it's cool, yeah. slide in those DMs and let us know where you want us to go. Yes, absolutely. Slide in those DMs. And you might even get to go with us. We might, yeah. We could probably work that out. Yeah. Hell. That's a good point. Paid trip in full by you. <laughs> <laughs> by you. You could even buy our tickets. <laughs> we'll give you... A zero dollar discount, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was kind of a tangent, but we went way the fuck off topic there. Blue Wahoos have inspired us. Blue Waffle. Ooh, <laughs> <gross>. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Wahoos have inspired us to take an annual podcast trip now. So thank you, but fuck you. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> For a seamless transition into Turner's Trivia! Yay. Let's insert some clapping. Clap, 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 clap. Speaking clapping. of Blue Waffle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. If you don't know what Blue Waffle is, uh, one, you one, one Google search, uh, you'll hate us. Yeah. Question number one. Come on. Boy. Oh, hey, by the way, you were absent last week. Yeah. I failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that. One question right, but it was great. Uh, I mean, we only got two this week, so hopefully we can. They were all before I was okay. born. Shut up. Since, two, <laughs> since 2013, this team has had a player lead the National League four times in batting average. So four players they had, so four, they, had, they had four different players That's on the same saying. team. Does it have to be four different players? Or we? Yeah, yeah. He's saying four different players on the same team led the league at one time uh, for one season. Since 2013. So four National out of those league. years, National they had league. a player that led the league in BS. Yes. Jesus. That's the fuck, man. Does that, that exist? Yeah. It's even it's even more impressive on the AL side, but I want National League because fuck the AL. Now I don't name the fucking players, do I? No, just a team. Okay, it's asking for a team. So, all right, I'm gonna give you a good ed- educated guess. You get one guess. Fuck. Batting average. Yeah, BA. So think of a team with fantastic contact hitters in the NL. I'm gonna go out on a limb here, a quick limb, and I'm gonna give you the Dodgers. That's your final answer? You're going to lock that one in? Yeah. Okay. 
That's a fucking good guess. But I'm going to go somewhere else with this. Fuck. Give me the Nationals. I'm locking that one in. You gave me a shitty look. Yeah, so not by that. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going with another here. Like the fuck. Who do I think that could be? I'll give you the amount of time it takes me to go get a beer out of the fridge and come back. <laughs> hey, uh, sensuous, sensuous up. Give me a beer. Yeah, sensuous. All right, here's my beer. All right, I'm going to lock it in, even though this was my first guess initially, but I know it's probably not right. <sighs> Fucking hey, Give me the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a pretty good guess. <clears throat> I mean, I didn't think it was them. I'll give you one hint. All right, drop the hint. Actually, I'll just give you a scenario. Okay. If you were a player in the National League and had to go to one team to pat your batting average and your batting stats, where would you go? I would Not go. The Reds? I would go. No, I'd go the NL West. Coors Field, Rockies. Oh shit, Arenado. There you go. Oh, yeah. Arenado's one the of Rockies. them. Yeah. Arenado, fucking Blackman. Blackman. Uh, who else? Would you, you got the other two? Uh, no, I don't. You probably I, don't. I, don't I guarantee I don't those are two of them, though. Yeah, oh, fuck. I forgot about this well, shit. Well, and, I mean, that ballpark, man. Well, that's... Yeah, that's Yeah, that why. ballpark. Granted, <clears throat> any Rockies fan, Arenado will go kill anywhere, but yes, that ballpark inflates... Correct. The, inflates the shit out of offense. Correct. Oh, if, you know what? I guarantee Trevor Story's another one. No, nah, it wasn't him. No, really? Did you get him? If someone uh, wants to shit on Arenado for the Coors Field numbers thing, just go right to hell. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Because that motherfucker, I'm gonna say it, man. Probably best third baseman in baseball. I'm gonna fucking say it. I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. Okay. defensively, not, I mean, offensively, that, combine them both. Yeah, he's probably yeah. The, best. the motherfucker. That's not that much monster. Of a limb. That's yeah. pretty. Safe, That's pretty really. solid. He's got a fucking cannon too. Absolutely. Question number two. You guys are gonna get one of these eventually. <laughs> Somebody's gonna get one. Your fucking your questions suck. I like your questions. I mean, I don't want to just like make them too easy. This one I feel like is a. Definitely answerable question. Definitely. We're going 2019 World Series. Yep. Two players tied for the most RBI in the World Series. Okay. Name those two players. Do you want us to work on this together? No. Come up with a separate. I want, because we're trying to make, I'm trying to make this a game. I already got him. I already got him. Okay. We'll lock. Well, hold on. I want to make this a game. Uh, I'm confident. Can you, same team? I'm not going to give you any more information. Now. I, okay, I, repeat that then. Two players both tied with the most RBIs in the 2019 World Series. Who were they? Dude, why am I forgetting? Oh, my God, his name. Can I get mine? No, 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 no. No, no cell phones. away. Absolutely no technology. The name. Nope. I got the player. I know Springer was hot, but I'm, yeah, I'm not. All right, I'm going to give you mine. It might help you. I'm going to go two on the same team. I feel like it's Rendon and, That's what I was S- do. and Soto. Those are mine. Those are my two. Rendon and Soto. Both on the same team. That's what I was going to say, honestly. Both of them? I swear to God. I that, one in 100%. That, that, that is what I'm going with. I was literally going to type in we Nationals may. third baseman. So you guys haven't gotten one right all season. That's it. And you're going to give the same answer on this question. <laughs> I, seriously. I'm fucking confident. And get it fucking wrong again. <laughs> Gosh, damn it. I was. I, I was like, you had Soto one of them. You had one of them. So Soto's one of them? No. No, no, because Rendon won MVP. Rendon. So the other, is it, is it a Nats player? No. So it's a Nationals player. Or I mean. It's a Stroh's player. It's a Stroh's player. So Rendon and. Is it Springer? Bregman. Bregman. Both had eight. I forgot he was hot. Maybe next week. All yeah, right. maybe next week. If y'all got that right, please uh, give us some shit about that. <laughs> I felt no, I confident because those motherfuckers were hot. They, they were both like out of this world. So yeah, I mean, I was going to. If same I heard thing. Joe Buck tell me that Juan Soto was fucking twenty years old one more time, he turned twenty one though. <laughs> no, he couldn't even fucking drink with the team. He was only twenty. That was yeah, no, right. he turned twenty one during the World Series. Did he? Pretty sure. Well, what a twenty. Because he couldn't. He couldn't drink when they clinched the the. Maybe that was it. NL. Fuck it, he could smoke a stogie. 
you want to be a winner, man, MJ smokes No, not anymore. You got to be 21 to buy tobacco. Uh, well, yeah, okay. You know I'd still pop bottles if I was 20 years old. Uh, yeah. If I just won a World Series... I would absolutely just pour champagne down my throat. 100%. Oh, absolutely. I would I would drill a hole in it and shotgun a fucking champagne <laughs> bottle. We got a baby and baby mama in the room. Shout out baby and baby mama. Hey. It's my boy BBJ. BBJ in the house. He's milk drunk, boys. Got anything you want to say, baby mama? <laughs> she Nothing. doesn't want to say Don't. anything. Do you want to play trivia? Yeah, because we're you're probably better than us. We're 0 and 18. <laughs> Basically. It's fucking bad. We're south of the Mendoza line. Very south. Uh, another transition here. Uh, ESPN put out an E60 uh, recently. Yep. Of it was called Imperfect: The Roy Halladay Story. Uh, for those who might not know, Roy Halladay was one of the best pitchers probably to ever do it. If you don't want to go as far to say ever do it, you can definitely, without a doubt, say he was one of the best to ever do it in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, started with the Blue Jays. I hate that guy. <laughs> started with the Blue Jays. Had a stint with the Rays, maybe? No. No. Uh, no, no it was, it was, he just did... Jays uh, and Phillies. Yeah, Phillies. Was it just Jays and Phillies? Jays and Phillies, that's yep. it. Maybe I saw... Maybe like Blue Jays, Rays. Right. But yeah. Um, but obviously, I think... Everyone kind of knows Roy Halladay yeah. as the Phillies. Phillies guy. Yeah. I see him as both, but yeah. A younger generation, definitely Phillies. Yeah. Won a, uh, won a Cy Young in both leagues. He's one of only first, – First ever do it, right? Was he He might have been. If not, he's in a, a league of his own. I, I, would, I think it's first ever do it. Um, if you haven't seen the documentary, it's in there. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but the story, you know, of Roy Halladay sadly died in a plane crash in 2017, I believe. Yeah, it was 17. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys knew this, but I honestly didn't know about the addiction to pain meds. No, and the funny I thing was, I watched it with my wife, and I don't. If you remember, they cut back to some of the clips of when he was clearly. On amphetamines. Oh God! Yeah, you hear his interviews. He's like, "Oh, so I." Uh, he couldn't even form a yeah, sentence. Yeah, he couldn't even do it. And I'm thinking, like, it's like me on a Saturday night, right? <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, I was like, we we watched this guy's Alcohol, life. Not amphetamines, by the way. <laughs> yes, oh yeah, by the way. <laughs> so I want to clarify. I'm not popping pills. I'm thinking we like as a baseball fan. I watched this guy's life deteriorate in front of my own eyes and never noticed it. I had no clue. Like my wife looks at me and she goes. Oh my God, like you didn't know that he was a drug addict? I'm like, 100% no. no. I was like, the dude's going out there every day and competing at the top of the game. I didn't know about the drugs literally until the death. Right. It, well, it wasn't even the death. It was, wasn't it over the years later? Wasn't it just recently they said he was on amphetamines? I, it, it was, or, I think they actually, I think they had released the autopsy maybe like a month or two later. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really. And then the actual findings of why he crashed, the NTSB report didn't even come out till 2020. It was a couple months ago. Yeah, it's incredibly sad because obviously it goes without saying he was out of this world talented. Young, had kids. Uh, but it, it kind of all, all started with the back injury. Right. And that's also something that, I was pretty unaware of. I, I, yeah, I, I don't really recall him battling on injuries. I didn't know that he had, I think his wife said it this way, popped his back, whatever that meant. I don't know what the injury ever was. I don't know if they ever said it. No, because um, he, he played through it. He, yeah, because he... It's when he started popping meds. He didn't give a shit he, about it. Yeah, he. I think they said he might have seen the team doctor that gave him a diagnosis. But then... He ended up paying another doctor from around where he lived cash who started, outside of the organization yeah, was, yeah, was not was, affiliated was, yeah, with the Phillies who started prescribing him to prescription medications right painkillers and it just looking back on on that whole story like while I was watching it I was like I didn't know any of this no and it almost makes you feel shitty as a human being to like 
granted, I'm not with the guy every single day, but when they find video clips of his post game interviews, like nobody reporters that are with him every day never notice his drug addiction. Right, and I, that could be maybe for us because you got to think about that timeline. Right, we might have been too young to notice that. I don't think so, but no. You know, you don't think so? No, because I noticed a fucking no hitter against us in the postseason. Yeah, say <laughs> he did that shit against the Reds. You guys went That's off. On this, you guys went off this tangent about his drug addiction and stuff right after I said I hated that guy. It made me sound like a dick. <laughs> no, I don't really hate him. I just hated him for that one. We know specific why game. you hate him. That one specific game. I can understand that, and I mean that even brings up another point of why he was so good. What was that? 2012, right? When he threw the no hitter against the Reds. In the playoffs? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because he threw one in 11. Well, threw one I, in the playoffs in 12. Right. Yeah. And what I was getting at was. Or perfect game was 11. To talk about how good he was, that no hitter against the Reds was only the second no hitter ever done in professional baseball. Well, no, I think that was 10 because. No, because 10 was the year y'all muffed it against the Giants. No, 12 was the year we muffed it against the Giants. Oh, maybe. 10. Like, 10 I think we got no hit in 10. Okay. Well, either way, he's one of only two guys to ever throw a no-hitter in the postseason, and Don Larson did it in the World Series. So, it just shows you, like, how clutch the guy is. And that Phillies rotation was freaking loaded that year. I just fact-checked it. You are correct. It's 2010. Okay, 2010. Yes. When did Brandon Phillips, like, hit a shot for the last out, or am I wrong? He hit – it was the – well, he was – I think it was in the ninth. He hit the hardest ball the whole game, it's but like it was just like – center, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was just a lazy fly ball and all, or something like that. I was just like, he absolutely dominated that yeah, game. Yeah, that guy. He's one of the greatest no-hitters I've ever watched. That's the thing. You put him like – he's in a league of his own in our lifetime because not only was he dominant in the regular season, postseason, just as good, if not better. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I mean, because, you know, you see that you see that knock on Kershaw right, right. now. Yeah. He's, he's going to have – Dominant during the season. Unless he – Goes and has a perfect postseason one of these last few years at the end of his career. He's going to always have a dark cloud over him. <clears throat> Holiday, no, not at all. Right, that. absolutely. And the two Cy Youngs in both leagues, super impressive. Just, I'm, I'm comfortably saying. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, that, that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. I'm comfortably saying he's, he might be the best in my lifetime, honestly. I don't, I, yeah. It's close. Yeah, especially like when you we, say we, in we our lifetime. The, yeah, yeah, we caught the tail end of Randy Johnson and stuff, but most right. of his career was in our lifetime. Just, right. That dude was a freak. And and just to kind of, you know, to focus on like documentary version of this story. Right. I really, like when it ended, I wanted more. Yeah. Like I, I sat there and I was like, that's it? Like, and I don't know if that's coming off like the last dance where that was a 10 part documentary, but I mean, I just don't see how you can wrap was, up Roy Holiday's whole career in life in one hour. Right. And it, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I was very impressed. Hell, it had me crying at the end, but like it was emotional, but there was just so much more substance to, to that story. And, Kind of one example I have is they talked to Kyle Kendrick, the teammate yeah. that was in there. Yeah. One, they didn't talk to him very much. No. Two, you're telling me no other teammate wanted to talk about it? Right. And True. And, and Kendrick, I think the interesting part about him was, you know, you talk about they didn't talk about him, talk to him enough or interview him enough and have him in the documentary. His locker, he said, was right next right to him. If you talk about any teammate who knew more about him from a baseball standpoint – that's your guy, and he might have been in. How long? He could have been in it more than a couple minutes. He had maybe five clips. I think he basically said he he kind of had a suspicion that something was wrong, and then it was over. And that's it. That's all he said. I'm like, come on, really? Like they basically cut him out of right. it after that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I just wish. It, I think there's so much more to the story than than what was told. That, honestly, it could have at least been a two hour part. Well, now don't even have to watch it. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I, everybody should watch it. It's it's a good. It's done well. It's just not long enough. Right. Yeah. It's like I'll one of those hour out. and a half movies where they have some terrible ending. You're like, man, you could have stretched this out another hour and like gave us a good ending. Like, it's kind of like had that feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, good, but I I, I just wanted more. 
I will say Maybe the that's one, the baseball fan in me. Right. I will say the one part of that documentary that will resonate with me for a long time is when they ask his wife about Roy trying to be perfect. And she goes, perfect? She goes, I hate that word. I hate that word, yeah. And when you hear that, it just kind of sinks with you because most of the documentary discusses how his whole life he competed with himself to be the most perfect baseball player ever. And that basically got him into the mess that he was in. And not with, like you said it there, not with other people. No, no, no. It was just, a battle. It was a battle with him. himself. I've Like they talk about, you'll never find a guy that would compete with his own mind more than Roy Holiday did. Yeah. yeah that statement from her and then, and I believe they kind of teased it with this statement, but I didn't know as part of the Hall of Fame speech, yeah. I believe, right. was, you know, you can be imperfect and still have your perfect moments. Yep. Like that was, I think that was my tear point. <laughs> That's one I might have Definitely hits crying. you in the feels. <laughs> but yeah. So ex- excellent, you know, E60 there about Roy Holiday. Definitely recommend anybody watching. Absolutely. BBJ uh, making his debut. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and Blakey break. Biceps. Yo. What do we have for this segment? This Weekend baseball. baseball. All right. Well, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't right shit now, this year. <laughs> right now, absolutely, we don't. You know, I think this kind of deserves its own segment of its own because this guy was a fucking legend. So should have been consensus. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Should have been first one ever. Should have been. Oh, consensus one, Hall. Yeah. Should have been. I think you got like ninety nine point three one asshole. There's one fucking up. asshole out there that didn't put, put him on first ballot. All right, for all you baseball fans out there, when you think of one guy who had the sweetest swing in baseball, when you see a picture of Michael Jordan dunking a basketball in the NBA, this guy was the epitome of that with his swing. Hell, he had his own logo called the Swing Man. We're talking about King Griffey Jr. The kid. Yep. On this day in baseball. He retired from Major League Baseball after his 22-year career. So, King Griffey played 22 years in the MLB. He spent most of his career with the Mariners and Reds. Had a short stint with the White Sox, which nobody will ever remember that. He's a Hall of Famer, a 13-time All-Star. By far one of the most prolific home run hitters in baseball history. He had 630 in his career, seventh most all-time. And as far as we know, that's as a drug-free athlete. He was even... a Fucking phenomenal defender. Had 10 gold gloves playing one of the toughest positions in the field, center field. And he's tied for the most consecutive games all time with a home run. He hit eight, which is tied with Don Mattingly and Dale Long. King Griffey, what do you guys think of King Griffey? Hands down. I'm going to let you go first as the as the Reds fan here. So I, it hurts me to say this, but I don't consider him like – when I think of the kid, he's not – I wouldn't put him as, like, a, a Reds player. Like, I know he was there. He uh-huh. had his moments. But hey, everyone – Historic Reds histor- player. I yeah. get you. Okay. When so, you see him hit back-to-back with him and his dad in Seattle Mariners. Universe. So, I've always said outside of the Reds organization, even though he played for us, hands down, my favorite baseball player ever. And honestly, I think if you talk to 100 baseball fans – They'll say I the bet same you thing. at least half of them tell you King Griffey Jr. was their favorite player yeah, of all the, time. I mean, he was insane. Like it was just a generation. He's the like the Michael Jordan, the LeBron James of like that generation of baseball. He's definitely that caliber of player. And it was, you know, just watching him. Like you, you heard about him, and then he came to the Reds, and I was like, oh shit! Like we touched on this last week. You know, yes. the hometown guy coming to town. Can um, we say that's the Reds' biggest? free agent signing of all time like that you can remember I don't see how it's not that I can okay at so, least that iconic of a name yeah right definitely. icon not icon, talent yeah yeah not, not, yeah because he was definitely like I'd say he was like just had peaked and was like on his he was probably slightly on the downhill of his prime but still but still good fantastic a, a I mean badass. he hit fucking 200 home runs with He's the Reds put ass like, in the seats put it that way he hit his 500th and 600th home red a home run with in a Reds uniform. So didn't he hit 600 on Father's Day with his? No, nah, the 500 was, was home. 500? 500 was Father's 500. Day uh, against the St. Louis Cardinals. That's insane. And then the 600 was uh, against the Marlins. Yeah, I and bet you don't know where he hit the ball though. Where? 
He pulled both of them to right field. <laughs> I mean, that, that, was his, that was his shit. I think the coolest thing, like this didn't even have to do with talent, but a cool thing about Griffey was he's one of only 29 players in MLB history to do this. Any guesses? 29 to Wait, do this, say this one thing? has nothing to do with baseball? Not his talent level. Oh, okay. It, it, well, it does. It, it does secondary. You couldn't do this if you weren't a bad motherfucker. Oh, walks? No, he played in four decades. Oh, he's shit. One of only t- he's one of only 29 players ever to touch four different decades as a player. That's crazy. So, like That's I said, that doesn't necessarily reflect his talent, but at the same time, yeah, it does. Because if you're not a bad motherfucker, you're not playing that long. I mean, and honestly, like he probably could have played longer than Hammy just killed him. Dude, I, I think we – I know I'm stretching it here, but – if he never, if, if he didn't battle injuries his whole career, he's like almost like Mickey Mantle. When you hear Mickey Mantle, you think, "Oh, the greatest player ever." He could have, but he had a lot of injuries. He could have had that. Title. King Griffey's the same way. King Griffey probably had the most home runs all time. And like I said, as far as anybody's ever fucking brought to anybody's attention, drug-free athlete. Yep. Griffey's absolutely. A freak. You don't hear like any rumblings. I've never even heard a suspicion <laughs> of Junior on any type of performance enhancing drugs. Um. You know, what I think of Ken Griffey Jr., and, you know, I, I did grow up in Red's, you know, country. Right. Um, so I was right there in it, and seeing Ken Griffey Jr. come over here was incredible because, like, that's, like, almost, it's like your first star as a local, yeah. you know, in a local area. Um, and, and what I what I remember about Griffey and what I remember about, like, my feelings about Griffey <clears throat> and being a young player at the time myself is he had he had fab five like reactions and like feelings to me yeah. uh, just the way the fab five had you know influence to basketball players at their time at Michigan Ken Griffey came in into the league in a storm um he had the swing the backwards hat. Swagger, man. The swag was his, there. His swagger changed baseball forever. He So the U invented swagger in general, but Ken Griffey invented swagger in baseball. Yeah, when yeah. You, you, talk Absolutely. About, you talk about the Fab Five with, you know, they were known for breaking out the black Nike socks. That's Griffey yep. with his hat backwards during a damn home run derby. Like, yes, sir. The dude it, just made it fucking cool. Like, I, I'll never forget during his Hall of Fame, you know, when they were going to release his statue. I don't know a baseball fan out there that didn't want him to be the first baseball player ever to have his hat backwards on a statue. Yes, absolutely. He wouldn't do it because he's he's a classy dude, but right. it would have been fucking cool. But, yeah, man, I, I get, you know, the U in the 80s, the Fab Five, that's Ken Griffey Jr. in baseball. And, like, it almost, it almost let you know as a kid when you're playing, because that was about our time, that we can have fun out there. Like, oh, absolutely. We, we don't have to be so, you know, rigid and strict and you know, we can let it fly and, and we can we can hold our stance a little bit, you know, or or we can we can put our hat backwards when we're you yeah. know, not playing in the game and stuff like that. And so I and I don't know about you guys, but I'm a right hander. Are you right hander, Ethan? Yeah. Taylor well, righty or lefty? Righty. Do you swing right handed? I do now, but as a kid Well I was gonna say Hold on, as a kid. Watching Griffey, I literally <laughs> – tried I, no, 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 no. I literally grew up hitting left-handed until I got to, like, fifth grade. And then they were like, you're right-handed. Just stay on the other side of the plate. <laughs> and I was like – because I hit better contact on the right side. Right. But, like, if I got right. a hold of it when I was hitting the left, oh, buddy. I think that was my point. I, I was almost jealous at the fact – or not really jealous, but I was I was kind of upset in a way that I was right-handed. And I, I, I watched Griffey I would swing. agree with that. Yeah, I'm like, man, what the – like, why am I not a left-handed batter? Like, that swing. Like, yeah. how can I mimic that as a right-hander? I, I can't. Uh, I would 100% but, agree with that because I was, like, it, myself, I was the contact hitter. I, I yeah. didn't hit for power or whatever. And, like, I was like, man, if I could just hit left-handed, maybe I could crack one yeah. out like Griffey. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, like, uh, that goes, like, to any sport. You Like, being predominantly right-handed, you see a left-hander do something, and you're just like, Jesus Christ. Like, I've always said a left-handed jump shot looks – so much prettier than just anybody else shooting the basketball. Left-handed pitchers, for some reason, they just 
they're insane. Left-handed hitters, they're swing. Yeah, it's I, kind of funny. You go back to basketball, like even if a guy's a natural left-hander, you watch him use his left hand, and you you think to yourself, "Holy shit, he uses left." You would never hear that with a right-hander. No. Oh man, he uses right. right. No, because we're all fucking right-handed. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, just it, Griffey. Just he was he was the swag of baseball, and I, I think it, it's been a long time since I've seen Griffey in the game, obviously. But I think we owe a huge part of what's happening now in baseball in terms of a little bit of the showboating, yeah. a little bit of the bat flipping. Player confidence. You know, getting letting that swag show a little bit. That started with Ken Griffith Jr. Oh, yeah, he was a trailblazer because, I mean, he even took a lot of flack from the media. Oh, yeah. Because they thought he was, you know, like you said, He disrespected yeah, the he game. disrespected the game. And now we're like, the younger generations here are like, no, like, we, we like that shit. We, what, what Griffey did? Back then would be oh. mundane oh, right now. Yeah. You imagine, you imagine Hope, Jose Bautista doing that. Like I was gonna say Joey Bats, ago. Joey Bats throwing his fucking bat in the stands. Like if it wasn't for Griffey, that moment would have never well, happened. Juan Soto, yeah, right. I mean, carrying the bat down the first base and handing it to right. his first base coach. Like, the, I mean, you never the, see that. It, and people love that shit, man. Like it's fucking awesome. Man. Yeah, that's part of the game now, and, and we we owe it all to Griffey. Like I do. I the, think I hundred percent. think dude that. made it happen, man. He he kind of started it. He lifted it off. He was like the rocket launcher. That he might not be the first off. player ever, like, ever to have that swagger, but when you're that fucking talented and you have the swagger to go with it, right. people take notice. Yes, definitely absolutely. one of those guys like you'd never want to see leave the game of baseball. But sadly, you know, age catches up and everything, and it just happens. Yeah, and and, and I didn't know. I read something today because you brought it up. You said, "Hey, we're going to talk Griffey," and. Do you remember hearing about this nap gate of Griffey no, in like one of his last games? Elaborate, please. So <laughs> nap gate, it's a real thing. You okay. like you while I'm talking, you could like Google it. Um he apparently he went back to the Mariners, right? Right. Yeah. Like for yeah, his he last won, he wanted stint, to retire with him. Right. And like the media was getting all over the, the manager for like not pinch hitting him a lot and stuff. And apparently he went to go pinch hit him one time, and Griffey was asleep. No just, shit, just chilling, like like asleep, like, not chilling. <laughs> <laughs> like he's in the fucking dugout. No, probably the clubhouse. I would say no, because you, if you're a player, you gotta you gotta. Oh be, yeah, you do have to. be. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I can't answer the clubhouse or the dugout. So he's over but there I fucking catching flies, and they want him in the game. They said he was asleep. <laughs> Napgate. Is I like what they how called it. Napgate. <laughs> I mean. When you've put that many years in and you're that good, I guess that's when you know like, like, I'm it's just time to retire, retire bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. And I would love to see him come back to the game. I can't time, remember who it is, but when you say Napgate, what it reminds me of, there was some player like back in the early 1900s that got he got sick of fucking. No, I guess everybody was hitting in the infield. He was like a center fielder. He fucking lays down in the middle of the game and, and <laughs> takes a fucking nap. Like just the antics of baseball are hilarious. Bar none the best, man. But yeah, so like I literally, I had no clue about that. I I no, read that today and I was like, that's, what? That's awesome. But yeah, but I mean that. Who was the manager? Do you know by any chance? Dude, it was some weird name. Really weird name that I okay. could not even pronounce. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, it was, I'm just thinking. Imagine somebody like fucking Bobby Cox catching his fucking player oh God, taking a yeah. nap, <laughs> get a foot right up his ass. But no, uh, ain't nobody putting a foot up his ass. <laughs> no, that's, that's Griffey, man. But no, it, it that was like the tail end of it, like the very tail so end. So that's of how it. I'm gonna for, uh, remember Griffey from now on. It's not the swing; it's napping in the, <laughs> napping just, in the clubhouse, just getting some Z's. Yeah. In. <laughs> right on. Well, I you know we appreciate everyone listening. The early support, obviously, you know we're gonna say it every time: like, subscribe, rate, review. We love you guys. Interact with us. Engage with us. Slide in the DMs. Yes, slide in them. Charlie Hustle style. Absolutely. Ethan, you got anything? Uh, No, pretty much you nailed it there. No final no. thoughts? Not really. I mean, I don't know what else to say besides slide in the DMs and uh, hit us up. You know, share, like, subscribe. Which, I mean, if you're going to jump in, slide into anybody's DMs. Let it be Ethan Turner's. Yeah, the man's available. Hit him up. No Facebook DMs right now, though. (laughs) Disabled. Disabled. Just the Twitter, Instagram. Twitter Twitter and Instagram. Slide in them. LinkedIn? You got a LinkedIn account? No. 
about, about to throw about to, about yeah. to make an OnlyFans account. <laughs> yeah, slide into the OnlyFans account DMs. Blake, any final thoughts? Just ready for baseball, man. Like I love sitting here, coming up with some wacky shit with you guys and making people laugh, but I cannot wait until we actually have games going on and can break down the games going on. I hate on. hearing it during the season, but Fuck, I miss Tom Brennan's voice on the TV. <laughs> Dude, I would take it. I'll take anybody's voice right now. Oh, well, except for Hawk Harrelson. Fuck that guy. But anybody else? Absolutely. I need I need a nice, like, Saturday evening Joe Buck national primetime yes. game. Please give it to me. I need it. I'm actually. We will see you tomorrow night. Oh. I Iconic. It is. I know, but I hate it. Because fuck David Freeze and fuck the Cardinals. But here we, are, here we are again, back to fucking the Cardinals. <laughs> we always get back to it. The funny thing is, man, like when it comes to the World Series, I'm thinking, oh, fuck, man. Joe Buck, like he's got this shit planned. He's going to give me the most iconic. Fucking- it was basic as shit. No, he goes, in the Chicago Cubs, win the World Series. And I'm like, Joe Buck, me, average ass dude from fucking Kentucky. Could have come up with that shit. That's, yeah. that's, I've, the fan base has waited 108 years and you give us that. You give us the headline off the fucking New York Times of what you're going to say, Joe Buck. But he does just like, uh, when great. you think of yes. primetime moments in baseball. No, it's, like, he's the voice. Joe Buck's the it's guy. Joe Buck, man. Like, most like, I just need that fans, voice in my, my well, ear. A lot of baseball fans trash on him, but I fucking like Joe Buck, man. I dig it. I, I need he's that a little He's a little biased towards the Cardinals, and but fuck it, man. I'll dig it. He's yeah. cool. But, well, uh, since you said fuck the Cardinals, fuck the Yankees, too. Yeah, got to get it in there. there. That's my final thought. Yeah, is that all you got? <laughs> that's all I, I got for mine. I guess uh, there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Six four three podcast out.